0: Friday, November 3rd. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. It's not just a Friday. Oh no, the Plusers themselves have dubbed this Mofo Friday. So happy Mofo Friday to you, yours. Great to have you here. I've warned everyone in the chat: good Damon, evil Damon will be appearing a little bit later on the show today. Right here to start the show. I want to introduce you to, thank God it's the bye week, Damon. Uh, Thank God it's the bye week. I I need a bye week. Like, forget about the team. I need a bye week. You need a bye week. Everybody needs a bye week concerning the San Francisco 49ers they're driving everyone a little bit crazy. I think even themselves a little bit, right? Uh, It's just been a, a, it felt like an easy breezy start to a football season. And then that changed dramatically and a reset button. It's officially what we need. It's officially what we need. Now, my bye weekend, your bye weekend is hopefully going to include A Plus Mania 2 appearance, Victory Hall. Going to see you there. I certainly hope so. You're going to make it out to Victory Hall. Larry Kruger's making it out. Uh, We might have a Gianna complication. I'm going to circle back to her, but hopefully she can make it too. Um, But I'm going to be there. Jillian's going to be there. I told Larry, bring your wife. If you're coming, bring your wife, bring your partner, bring your husband, bring everybody. But we're leaving the kids at home this time around, and I'll tell you, uh, the inhaler's starting to work. Uh, I feel like the lungs are opening up a tad. By the way, I'm jinxing the success of this show right on that sentence alone, so bear with me when I have my, you know, 30 minutes into the show coughing fit that has really defined the last 10 shows that we've done together. Not yet. Still a little too hot. Uh, But... I need a bye week. I, I'm going to be spending my Saturday night uh, hosting the Hilltop Club's name, image, and likeness event, introducing the University of San Francisco basketball season to a whole bunch of alum and uh, uh, deep-pocketed uh, supporters of Don's Basketball. I'm, I'm getting involved with Don's Basketball a little bit since I've got more free time than I kind of know what to do with in my evenings. And I thought, that's going to be a great place to bring the kids, and it's easy to get to, it's super affordable. I'm even going to work a, a plus-mania into the Hilltop Club, and we're all going to get together and go to a Don's game this year. Why not? Why wouldn't we? We're just the kind of people to do that, aren't we? So I got a busy Saturday night. Sunday, we're all hanging out together. Then the next thing you know, we're going to be right at the grind, which means this Friday, we can just savor the fact it's a bye week. And we don't need to get all worked up about what the hell is about to happen with the 49ers this weekend. We can postpone that for at least another weekend. Fans screaming about how great it all was and then immediately pivot to talking about this team as if we're all living in like a Chip Kelly 2.0 disaster zone. Like, it's it's crazy how sports, in so many ways, mirrors Politics where only the most extreme positions are allowed to suck all the oxygen out of the room making like reasonable people not even want to try not even bother to go ahead and and have a reasonable nuanced discussion about everything because if you bring something up people are going to say well okay boomer and first of all get your generational insults right okay come on not a boomer but it's it's amazing. Only the most extreme positions seem to get the oxygen, certainly on social media. This is why I'm loving the fact we're having plus mania, too, because good, true, reasonable, mostly mature sports fans can get together and enjoy each other's company. This chat, I'm really mean it like I pop into other chat rooms just to see what's going on. There is no chat room on YouTube that is quite like this one, that is this wonderful community where people are like connecting their lives together. And it makes me very, very happy and proud that it's happening over here. And and I deeply thank you. I really, really do. But, you know, rational sports conversations. It's like they're almost uninvited guests these days. But that's what we're here to do. Even though people don't want it sometimes, I'm still going to insist upon doing it. But beyond like personal exhaustion with everything the 49ers have done coming up to the bye week, the 49ers need this week. Like the entire year has just been an intense pressure cooker for all involved the players, the coaches, uh, the. The, the ownership, the front office, the cheerleaders probably are under more pressure this season than they felt in years past. Um, you know, they, they've had some wounds to certainly lick and some health that they need reinstored in some key players. Um, they got a new defensive end coming in to improve a defense, which went from, oh, they're great, to, oh no, they stink. In like a month's time. So, you know, I, whether Chase Young can play cornerback or not, he's a good player. Let's see what this defense looks like with him. Forget what I think the Niners need. What they got was Chase Young. So go do something with them. Prove my theory that a great defensive line can still dictate a football game and the ball is out in under 2.8 second league that we are looking at. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a big reset. Everyone needed it. Everyone needed a breath. The fact that I didn't have a coughing fit on that deep breath means that mofo inhaler might actually be working. Which means on Sunday, maybe we can put one up in the air. By the way, daddy hasn't put one up in the air in a about a week and a half this cough has been so bad. I'm the kind of guy, I'm the kind of mofo who will absolutely burn down while I'm still coughing. This is how bad this cough has been. Like, I actually stopped opening the ganja jar. So, it might be happening on Sunday after all. We'll find out. I don't want to jinx anything, okay? Anyway, uh, bring it if you got it. We're already getting our good, warm, fuzzy story out of Santa Clara. Did you read it? Did you see it? Nick Bosa. Didn't go back to Florida or wherever he goes that he he wants to go during a bye week. He stayed on property to welcome Chase Young and make sure that he is comfortable. His old college teammate, like that's that is cool. I like that. I like that story, and that, that you know that's good. And we got that story out there. I'm glad that that story's out there. A feel good. This these these guys really like each other. Story. It's it's exactly what the the team needs. Steve Wilkes, I, I think he needed to, a week to figure out and kind of reevaluate how he was going about things. And he needs that. Um, you know, I don't care. Like I said, I don't care where he sits. I don't care if he's on the sideline in the press box phoning in the right play from Aruba. I would rather have him phoning in the right play from a beach in Aruba than a wrong play from anywhere in the football stadium. I don't care where he is. Just get it right. So hopefully it's a big week for Steve Wilkes. We know that Kyle Shanahan, he got all finger pointy, you know, this past couple of weeks. And so I think he needs a little bit of a cooling off period. We, we all need a cooling off period. It's a take a breath week for the breathless, the clueless, the well-informed, the poorly informed, like good, ten, good, good intention content creators, bad intention con- content creators. Let me see if I can say that. We all need the week off. Everyone needs a weekend off. Good faith, bad faith, all of us, every single one of us, and I'm including myself, need a weekend to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> seriously, seriously, seriously. What, like, what more can we say? So I encourage everyone to take that opportunity to just take a weekend off. And then, oh, if you do want to watch some football, come on out to Victory Hall on Ritz Street in San Francisco. Uh, You know, doors will be opening around noon, if not before that. But Jillian and I are going to get there around, you know, 1230, one o'clock. People, come on through. Cannot wait to see you. I've already got some some uh, some some drinks, some fantastic drinks that are coming through. Uh, listen to these drinks that we got coming. We are going to have a Hoosier Daddy, which is still, even though, you know, look, Blackened Whiskey isn't hopping on board right now as a, as a sponsor, but they're an original sponsor, which means they're going to hold a place in my heart forever. Plus, I love the frickin' whiskey. Um, so uh, Blackened Whiskey is going to be in the Hoosier Daddy, which is the Blackened Whiskey Mango Emero and lime. Uh, other cocktails are known as the Catch, Boogaloo, since it's Plus Mania 2, Boogaloo. There's going to be a Plus Arita. There's going to be a Candlestick Mule. And because Larry's coming on through, we're going to be serving Kruger, Krugeronies. Again, w- watch how you say Negroni there, Glenn Kuyper. Uh, Krugeronies. We're going to be serving those at Victory Hall. So lots of good cocktails, good people, great friends. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I really am. I hope so many of you can make it. Uh, I know a lot of people who said they couldn't make it to Plusmania 1, plan on coming to Plus Mania 2. Um, what I, I, I think I saw You know, a couple guys aren't going to be able to make it after all. Um, I, I believe A is coming through. Hopefully with more peanut brittle for, for everybody. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say make peanut that, that brittle that, oh my God, it was so good. Just give it to me. Actually, just give it all to Jillian. She'll put it in her purse and that'll be that sip of the day there with that. We hit the right temp sip of the day. Can you tell I'm like feeling a little bit better? I haven't had a coughing fit. We're 12 minutes in zero coughing fits. Woo. Good, good day. Good day. Um, the football that we will be enjoying. Man, there are, there are a few games out there that are really good this weekend. One of them, unfortunately, is starting way too early because it's over in Germany. Miami and Kansas City, it's a shame that that game isn't like the Sunday night football game or a Monday night football game or easy to follow for everyone. If you want to watch uh, you know, Dolphins Chiefs on the West Coast, you've got to be up at 6.30 in the morning. So uh, that's the only problem with that game. That game otherwise is going to be fascinating. Baltimore, Seattle. Big game. Big game. Uh, Dallas, Philadelphia. Biggest game of the weekend, right? I mean, a lot of people think Dallas is going to go into Philadelphia, win that game. I wouldn't be making that bet. I bet you the Eagles win that game. Buffalo and Cincinnati is also happening this weekend. So we got some really good games on. we got some really good stuff. We're going to be watching it. It'll be on TV uh, over at Victory Hall. Again, I hope you're there. One o'clock through, you know through like Sunday night football. We're just all going to be hanging out, having a really good time. And we hope to see you there indeed. Um, I want to thank Mr. Ike, uh, uh, Shush sent those catering pictures. I shared them on Twitter. Uh, what a wonderful lunch. He was able to lay out for his co-workers and he ordered from the store down in San Diego. Again, my man Ike is blowing up and growing up in front of our eyes. That's what happens when you're 16 years old. You know, you start getting hair in places. No, actually, it happens before you get to 16. I Unless you're a late bloomer, but you know, look, sixteen—it's a big year, sweet sixteen for Ike. Just celebrating his sixteenth year uh, in business, and I can't wait to see where he is sixteen more years down the road. I mean, this guy is just serving a fantastic product. He's doing it the right way. He's a great friend. He's a great boss. He's a—he's a great entrepreneur. He's a real deal. The real McCoy. Mr. Ike. And oh, by the way, the sandwiches are freaking delicious. So go find out. You don't need me to sell you on the sandwiches. But just everything that that guy stands for is everything that I want to stand for, uh, you know, as well. Like, it's just do something really good, do it the right way, and then just keep doing it. Keep doing it. Get a little bit better, a little bit bigger, and a little bit more dangerous each and every day. And that's what we're trying to do here over on the PLUSE. So my man Ike is a friend, an inspiration, and a sponsor, and I deeply appreciate him, and you will too. And the sandwiches are magnificent, no doubt about it. Bottomlinebets.com. Here we go with a big football weekend where you get your feelings out, because it's no Niners, right? Get your feelings out of the equation and just... Make the right play. If you're going to be playing some of these games, go to BottomLineBets.com. Use promo code BRUCE. I mean, here we go. Big college football slate coming up. We've got a big NFL week coming up. You can use a free day of handicapping using promo code BRUCE, and you can do it this weekend, and then promo code BRUCE (sighs) goes away. So if you wanted to dip in for free, you've got, like, Two more days, three more days to do that. Okay, good things don't last forever. But apparently, Stefan's winning streaks do. The guy is on fire, a ridiculously hot handicapper. Find out for yourself. The man is crushing it every single time you look at his the, the picks that he's given out that you can subscribe to daily, weekly, and monthly available Get your free weekend while you can using promo code BRUCE at BottomLineBets.com. We will get to our friend Uncle Boys coming up a little bit later on when they sponsor Michael Urban Memorial Good for Ball, Bad for Ball. So that's coming up a little bit later on. All right. Warriors Thunder. Thunder. Five o'clock tonight, that's a sneaky, harder-than-anyone-wants-to-admit game all of a sudden, right? The Oklahoma City Thunder were supposed to be like a team that you needed to worry about two or three years down the road. No, 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 no. They're they're a pretty good, interesting team. No Shea Gilgis-Alexander, which turns this into, hey, Warriors, you better win this one. You push that winning streak now to five games, please. So let's see if they can start, what is this, a four-game road trip with a win in Oklahoma City because of the time difference. It's a 5 o'clock tip-off our time uh, here on the West Coast. So Warriors Thunder with the addition of In Season. Hold on. Wait, I can do this better. Hold on. In Season Tournament. Well, did I push the right button? Does that sound okay? In season tournament. Yeah. Yeah, good. I had the right button. Like it wouldn't have been as good as ours. <laughs> IN Season Tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I forgot to turn that off and did the show, the rest of today's show in this voice? I'll I'll spare you all. Let me make sure. Did I turn that off? Is it just me again? Is it me? It's it's me. Okay, good. So, look. Here's how I feel about the in-season tournament, and we're going to get to good Damon and bad Damon here quickly. The NBA in-season tournament, if we're all being honest with each other, is completely fabricated drama served up on an ugly basketball court. It's pulled from thin air, not necessarily to make you lean forward, but to provide another avenue of content to sell in a coming media deal that the NBA is looking to hit ka you know, for maybe the last time. We'll get to that in a minute. Diehard fans. Diehard fans, guess what? They were watching anyway, right? Like diehard fans were watching anyway. So it's not like you needed to create something to get people who were watching, watching. You needed to create something to get people who necessarily weren't watching to watch. And I don't know if this does that at all. Um as it's been well documented um there are zero stakes for fans to actually get excited about. It's not like, hey, you win the in season tournament, you get to tack on three more imaginary wins to improve your seating, or you get the automatic you know you fifth, sixth, seventh pick of the draft is automatically yours. you know there there is no stakes for the fans to really care about. All the payoff is, is for players and well-compensated already coaches. So the rich get richer. No one who doesn't have any skin in the game. You know, here's the thing. Whether your team wins or loses, it's not going to affect your team's season beyond the win or the loss of that moment. It won't. It won't. So I'm, you know, I just, I'm not... I, I'm I'm not in love with the concept because I really think that, you know, this is very much Adam Silver's baby and he didn't put nearly enough thought into his baby. It's the old like, oh, but it works in soccer. Well, soccer over in Europe is the only sport they got, basically, right? I mean, that's it. That's all they got. There is no like, you know, NFL, NBA, NBA. The baseball, hockey, all this stuff. There's, there's, it's, it's soccer, 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 and they've been doing this, you know, in-season tournament crap since, you know, the Knights of the Round Table, basically. So it's ingrained in their culture. This is not ingrained in our culture, and the NBA's level of ingraining itself in the culture is to be debated. You know, I, it, I, do, do we need this? Um, the courts completely suck. Like, that, the courts are going to piss me off. You know, being an Indiana guy, and Bob Knight, rest in peace, we've got to say that this year, uh, this week. But, you know, I, I hate a tacky-ass basketball court. And there's nothing but tacky-ass basketball courts involved in this. Yuck. Andrew Sharp told Ethan Sherwood Strauss, basically saying, you know, so you're telling me you're giving me a tournament that no one really wants, isn't built to suck in any casual fan in any way, shape or form, doesn't even give the fan something to root for because there's an X marks the spot that you can get invested in. It's just more money for the already wealthy. And you're going to put it all on Boise State's football field. That's a great line. A couple of smart guys having a really interesting conversation. By the way, I really encourage you. Ethan Sherwood-Strauss, support that guy's Substack. If you are a sports fan, a media fan, he's the guy. He's just, I got to get him on the show. So, you know, why is the NBA really doing this? Well, here's the actual truth as to why the NBA is doing this. Silver knows he needs one more golden egg media deal because it could be the last available to him on linear TV uh, because the world of media is changing. I mean, it's easy to look at me and say, well, I represent that, but it's going to change for these leagues too. And I'm just telling you right now, again, look, no matter what happens to the NBA, Because I'm a basketball fan, I'm in. Right? I'm in. You got me. I love basketball. I love professional basketball. I don't need marquee players and superstars to be like, holy shit, these guys are incredible. I love basketball. I'm watching. I'm in. You can't even drive me away with your ugly ass courts. Okay? You can't drive me away. But a lot of people will start vanishing. A lot of people. We'll start, van- hold on, I'm going to mute my phone here. I don't need a ringing right now. A lot of people are going to start vanishing when LeBron, Steph, and KD retire. That's just the way it is. You know, this, is, th- this could be the new post-Jordan era. But you're not just trying to replace one Michael Jordan. You're trying to replace three Michael Jordans. You know, Luca in Dallas, Webb and Yama in San Antonio, Jokic in Denver, they ain't going to carry the league. Those markets can't do it. And, you know, it's I don't understand why I really don't care where if a player comes from America or another country, like I don't care, but people do. You know, if, if you didn't get to root for him as a one and done in college, you might not care very much. So players being drafted from Europe, I don't think really sparks that much imagination with the exception of Webb and Yama, who we'll get to. But, you know, Jason Tatum's a really, really good player, but he's not a superstar, a superstar caliber player. Yes. But Jason Tatum by himself selling eight thousand more tickets than would have happened. No, no, no one. No, it's, Jason Tatum does not move the needle in terms of, oh, I got to watch this. Jason Tatum's playing tonight. Oh, oh man, I got to watch Jason Tatum play tonight. No one says that. Celtics fans don't even say that. You know, I, 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 I love basketball. So you got me. But is this going to pull in everyone else? No shot. No chance. Ten years from now. By the way, I was talking to Nick Ferdell, our old buddy Nick Ferdell, who's traveling on his severance dime over the world. He's having a great time. Cry not for Nick Ferdell. He is loving life right now. Um. Ten years from now, let me tell you how sports is going to work. It's the NFL is king, college football is the prince, and everything else is hockey. Everything else is going to be treated like a little boutique, doesn't matter nearly as much as these two other things, sports. And that could be the NBA in the post-KD, Steph, LeBron era. And that, look, it's all happening soon. So... Interesting times, to say the least. Now, I told you you were going to get a little uh, good Damon, evil Damon. Here's how good Damon feels about the NBA's in-season tournament. You know, I hope the Warriors win the whole damn thing. I really do. I, when, when the Warriors, more than the Giants, more than the Niners, when the Warriors are playing, uh, like, I want them to win. I love the Warriors. I love the way that they have changed basketball, introduced a style that everyone is copying these days. Like, to me, they're an evolutionary step in the history of the game, and I love the Warriors. I like so many people involved. I'm rooting for them. I really am. And I hope the Warriors win the whole goddamn thing. Um, You know, in in spite of the fact we're going to get a million, like, oh, Chris Paul finally won something jokes, it would be good. It would be really, really good for the Warriors in terms of... You know, hey, they might have one more, like, actual NBA championship run in them. It would be the real starting blocks of that. It would also it would also be proof that they're connected. If I can borrow a word from Steve Kerr, like it's come together. It's come together. Well, it's come together. And, and this is all good news for the golden state warriors trying to win one more title. The warriors are playing. I want them to win. I want them to play great basketball. That's how I get entertained at night when I'm watching, you know, my TV's on at like five, six, 7 PM, whenever they're tipping off, give me good warriors basketball on my TV, Damon, happy boy. So that's how good Damon feels about the NBA in-season tournament. Hey, I hope it works. I hope it's interesting. I hope the Warriors win it all. Huzzah. Here comes Evil Damon. I'm about to say something that's going to make a lot of you shiver. But again, it's not me. It's Evil Damon. Good Damon. Evil Damon. Evil Damon. As far as the in-season NCAA tournament is concerned. Evil Damon wants LeBron, KD, Steph, Jokic, Victor Webanyama, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Giannis, and Dame. I want every single one of them to have a season-ending injury. I want the end the NBA's in-season tournament to not only ruin the rest of the regular season, but ruin the NBA playoffs and ruin the NBA finals, and we'll never have to hear about this bullshit or see those stupid courts ever again. That's what Evil Damon wants. Evil Damon wants this whole thing to explode in Adam Silver's... Dobby the house elf look in face and just be a disaster. And the NBA finals is the Utah jazz versus the Orlando magic. You idiots. You know, if it's all about like slow playing because these athletes are all now so delicate and load management. Oh no, 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 no. We don't need that at all. We can have everybody go full bore in the month of December. Now, like, you know, there's a part of me that's rooting for it to fail galactically. I told you that was going to be awful, but that's what evil Damon wants. Luckily, evil Damon is, is a myth. He's not real. He's just someone you tell the kids about to keep them in line. (laughs) But there's a, there's a part of me that really wants it to really work well and have the warriors succeed There's another part of me that wants the whole thing to be such a devastating blow to interest the entire regular season that Adam Silver is on his knees, center court, Madison Square Garden, begging everyone in the world's forgiveness. (laughs) By the way, not sports, family related. Jack loves Minions, so he loves the Despicable Me movies, right? And the uh, the when, when Gru needs to get his money to go get a shrink ray, he has to go to the Bank of Evil. So Jack asked me, Dad, what's a bank? Well, that's easy to explain. A bank is somewhere where you keep money, and they, they protect your money, and they insure your money, and that's easy to explain. Then he says, dad, what's evil? Like, how seriously do you want to answer that question for a (laughs) four-year-old? You know, in in terms of Despicable Me, I'm like, well, it's just where bad guys go to get their money. Like, how how, how vividly do I want to describe what evil is to a four-year-old? These are the choices you make when you're, you know, when, when you're raising kids. I don't know if there's a good time to like, when do you talk to your kid about evil? When do you talk to your kid about death? When do you talk to your kid? Like, I try to be straight up and honest with them, but that's, yeah, I was like, dad, what's evil? Like, it took me a while to figure out the right way to answer that one. So you got good Damon, you got evil Damon, and now I want to bring to you wishful Damon. Here is my wish. Here is my wish. My one NBA wish. And man, I'm going to tell you, I watched almost all of the San Antonio Spurs Phoenix Suns game last night. Can we let at least, I know this is way too much to ask for, but I'm going to do it. Can we let one decade pass? At the very, very least, can we let one decade pass before we start comparing Victor Webinyama to LeBron and Michael Jordan? Because, folks, that's coming. And I just want to enjoy this before we get browbeaten with it. Like, I want the Victor Webinyama thing to be a promise of a flower, and now we get to watch this flower unfold without debating about how great each petal of the flower is at every single moment it's unfolding. Like, can we just sit back and appreciate something that is legitimately like nothing we have ever seen before? I told you that one of the reasons why I love the Warriors is because they represent an evolutionary step That's what Victor Webinyama is. He is an evolutionary step. We ain't ever seen anything like this before. Nothing. You know, there's never been a cat like this. He is already a better version of Kevin Durant than Kevin Durant is a version of Kevin Durant. He's played five games. I'm going to tell you right now if the Golden State Warriors could put Steph, Clay, Draymond into a time machine, take five years off all of their ages, package the five year younger three-headed monster that is Steph, Clay, and Dre add three first-round draft picks and call the San Antonio Spurs and say, we trade you three first-round draft picks and five years younger Steph, Clay, and Dre. Right now, the San Antonio Spurs would hang up on the Warriors. That's who Victor Webinyama is. Five games, five games into his career. Again, here I am trying to not, begging everyone to not get ahead of themselves. But this isn't everyone getting ahead of themselves. This is me telling you what the hell is going on here. And what is going on here is nothing short of the first player that has been promised the way that LeBron was promised to like instantly deliver, instantly deliver. And he really doesn't need to be measured against anyone else because there is no comp there isn't. There really isn't. Look, I've been watching basketball with great interest since before Michael Jordan was drafted. I've been watching basketball my entire life. I've always loved NBA basketball. Always have. And the only stuff that I've really missed, you know, is the black and white grainy footage that happened before I was born. The Havelcheck stole the ball Celtics and Wilt Chamberlain. Like that's what I missed. But everything since then, I pretty it's it's pinged on the radar. I got it. I've seen it. I've never seen anything like this, and neither of you, and neither has anybody, and neither has Greg Popovich, and neither has God. He's 19 year old, seven foot four Steph Curry. He's seven foot four, Steph Curry. Now, the shooting percentages aren't quite there yet, but he has every everything that Steph has in his bag, in terms of dribble, in terms of shots, in terms of three. Look at it this way. He's five games into his career. He's nineteen years old. He's seven foot four, and he's already taking the San Antonio Spurs technical free throws. Like you can choose, you know, anybody on the court, who are you going to No, We're going to, we're going to send the kid at the size of a human being that you normally wouldn't trust to shoot free throws. They're already sending him in to shoot the free throws for technical free throws. You can have anybody on the court. No, let, let the 19 year old do it. When has that ever happened? Right. And believe me, the technical free throws are officially the least interesting thing about this guy, but it's, it's amazing. Just five games into his career through Thursday's games, Here are the players in this league right now through Thursday night who have the most amount of points scored in the fourth quarter and overtime so far this season. Top of the list, LeBron James, who in the fourth quarter and in overtimes has scored 58 points in the handful of games that he's played. Second in line, Our guy, Steph Curry, 46 points. And we've all seen Steph get off to an awesome start. 46 fourth quarter and overtime points for Steph Curry. Third in the league right now, Victor Webinyama with 43. Again, we're talking about two future first ballot all-timer Hall of Famers who are in their mid to late 30s and a 19-year-old kid who's played five games. That's the company he's keeping. On Thursday night, Victor Webinyama led his team in points, rebounds, blocks, three-pointers made, and plus-minus. He's the first teenager in NBA history to lead his team in all five categories in the same game. Victor Webinyama is the first player to have 85-plus points, 35-plus rebounds, and 10 or more blocks in his first five games since Shaquille O'Neal in 1992. That's who he is. Freaking unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you can't take your eyes off him. There was a picture last night of somebody shooting free throws, and he's standing on the free throw, you know, on, 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 on the sides of the key, and he's standing next to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has historically lied about how tall he is because he never wanted to be referred to as a seven-footer. But Kevin Durant is an eyelash away from seven feet tall. Kevin Durant's eyeballs come up to Victor Webinyama's collarbone. Victor Yama is head and shoulders taller than Kevin Durant. He makes Kevin Durant look like he's five foot eight. It's, it's incredible. Oh, and he's got... Unbelievable handles. It's not like he can just dribble in a straight line. He he's breaking dudes down. He can he can, he doesn't have to even jump to dunk. He can jump from about eight or nine feet out and just dunk over six guys at once. He can hit a corner three and above the break free a step back three. He's got handles. He's bringing the ball up the court at seven four. He's 19. He's played five games. He's initiating the offense. Like, if you're telling me that this kid comes with all of that never-before-seen physical talent, physical attributes, and he's like a basketball genius, <sighs> again, I don't want anyone to start comparing him to LeBron or Jordan or all the greats. I, I don't want that. But it's coming, and it'll get here by next Friday if we're not careful with how slowly we get to those talking points. This guy is fucking ridiculous. So, what we're going to do, what we're going to do is pay a little tribute to our dear friend, Michael Urban and then we are going to hop right on in to a little Club Plus. This is our Big Herbs Memorial Good for Ball, Bad for Ball segment brought to you by Uncle Boys, which, by the way, is now doing a pop-up at the Union Street Pub. That kind of underground Rathskeller uh, pub that is on Union Street. I used to go get beers there when I was a single man on Union Street. Uh, It's been a while, but I'm going to have to get back there because Uncle Boy's is serving up the burgers over there now. So go support Uncle Boy's. They continue to support this channel, and I'm going to continue to support them no matter what. Hopefully, uh, they can make it out to a little plusmania two electric boogaloo, and you will as well. Bring your friends, Bring your wife, bring your girlfriend, bring your boyfriend, bring, bring your, bring your boys to victory hall and plus mania too. I saw in the chat earlier, and again, I'm ignoring the chat today, so I don't get distracted. I'm going to get to the chat. I won't ignore the chat when we get to club plus, but I basically had the thing closed. So I'm sorry if I've missed any super chats or missed, you know, nothing but brilliant observations from the best chat room in the world, but I can't get distracted today. Um, I I I love what we built here. I love that people want to be a part of it, and I'm always going to love Uncle Boys. They're great people. So come on out to Palouse Mania, too and meet all these great people. Uncle Boys brings you good for ball, bad for ball, and obviously good for ball this week was personified by Bruce Bochy, who graduated from like a Hall of Famer. To a conversation that absolutely has him included in the greatest manager of all time. Like Joe Torre, Tony La Russa, Sparky Anderson shit. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. You know that. I know that. He's gone from being our local treasure to a national treasure. And I honestly hope the Rangers win the next six World Series so Bruce Bochy can walk away with ten rings. You know, someone's like, do you think he's retiring on top? No way he's retiring. Look how loaded that team is. And they get DeGrom and Scherzer healthy next year? Come on. What I also love is that Bruce Bochy and why he's so good for ball is he is a walking, living, breathing middle finger to the league of dorks that is now, you know, thinking that you got to win baseball with equations and math. You don't need that. What you need are ball players. That's how you win titles. You need a ball player and a manager who knows what he's doing to win championships, and that's what Bruce Bochy represents. So, cheers to Bruce Bochy. Good for ball. I love that guy. Absolutely love Bruce Bochy. Bad for ball. Not him. As a matter of fact, you could use a hundred. On the San Jose Sharks right now, the San Jose Sharks are bad for ball, or in their case, bad for puck, or in our case, bad to even look at. How bad are they? I'm not saying that people need to be fired or replaced. I'm demanding on ice human sacrifices. That's how bad the Sharks are. They are 0-9-1, and Thursday night lose 10-1 to the Canucks. They lost 10-1. to that's expansion team hockey. Expect mod Except that modern expansion team hockey's actually had teams, you know, in the Stanley Cup. So again, San Jose Sharks, human sacrifice. You know, I, I just, you know, everyone involved should be fired. I, I can't even name the coach. Can't, even, can't even name the front line. I just all of them sacrifice all of them start over none of these guys can play hockey apparently you should have guys who know how to play hockey on your hockey team at 09 and 1 you have had enough bites at this apple for me to say you don't know how to eat an apple 09 and 1 that doesn't happen in hockey it doesn't happen the sharks are worse today than the day they were born as an expansion franchise how how Maybe you invite Joe Pavelski, you know, back for a, Hey Joe, come on out and open the door and lead the team out on the ice. And then just everybody high sticks, poor Joe to death. Maybe that'll be enough to appease the hockey gods, but good Lord. I mean, what, are, what are they, they're lying about the 10,000 fans that they're getting at the shark tank. Good for ball, Bruce Bochi, as always. Bad for puck, San Jose Sharks. Enjoy the bye week. Take a breath. Eh, take, take a walk. Get some fresh air. It's been beautiful in the Bay Area. It's another gorgeous day here today. Hopefully, it'll be a gorgeous weekend. And if you are thinking, well, where do I go to watch some games and just enjoy myself on Sunday? Come on out to Victory Hall. Loose mania Two electric boogaloo starting about one o'clock. We're going to be hanging out with like-minded good people enjoying each other's company. Who's bringing name tags. I'm going to bring a whole bunch of stickers. I mean, a mess of Damon Bruce plus stickers. And what I want to do is give everyone like 20 stickers. You bring them home, you put them everywhere. Vandalize the Bay area with Damon Bruce plus stickers, every light pole every BART stop, everywhere you go, I'm going to ask you to spread the word. Thank you so much for tuning in to the ever-growing podcast. I deeply appreciate you listening, and I want you to remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.